Welcome to the Highland Herald, a Final Fantasy podcast where we, two Final Fantasy obsessed brothers, discuss everything from Azura to Zell and all things in between. We are your hosts, Wolfkins and Soloist, the Brothers of Light. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of Highwind Herald. I am your host, Wolfkins, or one of your hosts, and as always, I have my brother here, Soloist, with me. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Good. Can you believe we've actually hit 10 episodes? Yeah, not really. We're in double digits. That's crazy. Wow. I know. I mean, this (laughs) was just something that you and I just thought we might do for fun, and I didn't, I don't know, I'm having a lot of fun with it. We're getting some, we're getting some decent listeners, I think, and... 10 episodes and going yeah, strong to anyone still. to anyone listening from india how are you doing <laughs> yeah how are you doing well, yeah we have uh i did not expect that <laughs> we've got i think we've reached out to five countries now so I, I think that i'll kind of put it together for when we do our year in review but we have we have reached five different countries i wasn't really expecting that so i just hope that whoever's listening is having a good time um enjoying us just kind of bantering going back and forth about final fantasy so but yeah before we get too far into anything, as always, let's start off with a trivia question. And I believe that this week it's your week for the yeah. question. So, all right. All right. You'll probably get this one. That's during the ones the, I like. During the age of the Super Nintendo era of Final Fantasy games, there was a stigma going on where Japanese companies thought that JRPGs were too complicated for the American audience. So, Square Enix designed a game for that sole purpose instead of giving us final fantasy five what is that game oh no i know this answer but i don't know this answer oh i'm pretty sure this Uh, is also the first final fantasy game released in europe it is it is branded as a final fantasy or did you just give me a hint it is a final fantasy game yes so so let me let me kind of rephrase the question, I guess. So they thought that it was too complicated for American audiences, so they released it instead of releasing Final Fantasy V? They thought Final Fantasy V was too complicated for American audiences, so they made this game for God, us. Basically. I'm going to feel stupid when you tell me the answer to this question, because I do know this. I remember reading about this. Oh, man. I own this game. Final Fantasy Legends? No, that was on the Game Boy. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, actually, not to not to squirrel too much, but I believe they just brought Final Fantasy Legends back out on the Switch. Legends one, two, and three. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Look into that. It's it's tempting. Yeah. All right. I I don't remember. (laughs) Give me give me a hint. Just a hint. Um. Okay. I'll give you a hint. You're not allowed to use your phone, but when we made Uh, that Instagram. When we made oh, the Instagram post. That's, that's the rule for every, just so you know. We can yeah, never use our phones yeah. when we your questions. Go ahead. Yeah. When we made that Instagram post, one of my pictures I submitted was the picture of my copy of this game. Because uh, I have it in the box. Yeah, and I remember seeing it and thinking, oh yeah, that's... I don't remember the name of it. What is it? Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Mystic Quest. Yeah. Oh, I do feel yeah. stupid. Oh, it my is. God. It is a very. It is like the black sheep of the Final Fantasy series. A lot of people don't like it. I think it's. I think it's a fun game. It's got really fun mechanics where you can use your like weapon items outside of battle, kind of like Zelda to solve puzzles. 
Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. The battles are very mind-numbingly easy, like extremely mind-numbingly easy. But you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing all the time, right? Okay, now that I'm now that I'm allowed to use my phone again, I'm looking at some of just the the art. There's one here that looks like Bart's. Like there's some cover art that looks yeah. like it has Bart's in it. It's very very similar to Final Fantasy V. Wow, wow! I feel so dumb. Yes, I. <sighs> I remember seeing that too and thinking, oh yeah, that's that one game. Oh Lord. Wow. Good question. Good question. I did not get that one. Yep. Ah, man. Well, apart from finding just ridiculously hard (laughs) trivia questions, have you been up to anything in final fantasy this week? I know following your, your Twitch channel that you've been, uh, you've been doing a lot of wow. I've been doing a lot of rating. I noticed, but have you had any time for anything final fantasy? Um, other than working on the LP, um, no, not really. I am just cooking with the, um, streaming and now that I'm into normal rating and eventually heroic rating, I don't think I'll get up to mythic rating this X-Pack. I'm, I'm too rusty for that. I might wait. I might warm up for an X-Pack before. I'm just all in on it. I've missed World of Warcraft so bad and the, the hype is not burning out for me. I played it till 3 a.m. last night. Wow. The hype is not burning out for me. Like every time I think I'm bored, I think of something else to do. And everything's so fun right now. It's fresh. If anyone's ever played that game, you should play it. But when it comes to Final Fantasy, I've been working on the LP. Um, and that's basically it. It's almost over. So tune in now if you want to be there for the finale. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know you're getting close to the end. Well, I mean, everything you just said about Final or about world of warcraft is actually exactly how i'm feeling about final fantasy 14 right now so that's what i've been been into there there's just so much dude since 5.4 came out because it, it came out and then the starlight celebration dropped right after it and you know how i am with my uh my holiday events i love them and this this year's starlight celebration has been really interesting and really fun and you get a snowman mount at the end of it so that was pretty neat um, you're, you're in like when you're just idling on the mount, you just look like this giant snowman. And when you start moving, your character kind of pops the head off so he can see and then like just flies around that way. So, I mean, I've been trying to make my way through the, the uh, MSQ, but I keep getting sidetracked because a, I'm still grinding out MGP for, for that mount that I want in the gold saucer. B, I've been doing the uh, starlight celebration stuff. And then once I got a far enough into the MSQ to unlock the dungeon, I've started running my my daily roulettes because, you know, I'm starting to gear because I'm trying to do some some raiding in Final Fantasy 14. So I'm just trying to get up so I can dive into to Eden's Promise. And yeah, maybe I'll try Savage because I also just learned that there's a Eden mount that drops from Savage and I need this thing so bad. You know, I mean, we talked about in the summon episode how much I like Eden. I'm going to have to get this. So how do you we'll, get we'll it? See. I think it's just a drop from the savage version of the last boss. But see, I'm in a mount. I'm in a mount rut too, because I, there's a new mountain. Wow. That's like this giant mechanical spider and it looks so awesome, but you have to get a certain rank in rated PVP and art. It's hard. See that, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds awful, but with a drop from Savage, at the very least, I should be able to go back next expansion and try to grind it out when it's a there little easier. Some, there are some really oh. easy to get mounts that I think you and your wife are going to really like um, once you get to level 60 and wow. Cool. That's, send, yeah. me a, send me some links. 
anyway, so yeah, so I've I've been I've been doing Final Fantasy 14 pretty much all week. I haven't had any chance to play Final Fantasy. Fi- well, that's not true. I've had chances, but I've chosen to play 14 instead. So yeah, I'm, I'm still five, so we can talk about the final boss and why it's the hardest in the series. Well, that is my goal, and maybe I'll have some time to play over the holidays. Although I do think they have a free login campaign coming up for Final Fantasy 11, so that I might dive in there too because Christmas I time. I might dive in there too. Heck, you should because Christmas time in Vanadiel has always been my favorite. They changed the music in Juno, and it's just. It's my jam. I would log in just to listen to that music back in high school. Well, just make sure to let me know when they drop it and I'll like stream it or something because I want to get into that. Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, I, I actually think it's coming out right around the Christmas holiday, so probably next week. But I, I'll let you know. And, you know, for our listeners, I'll make a tweet about it on, on Twitter so that you can see it, too, because we will not have a full episode next week. So during during that holiday week, uh, so Twitter or something like that. The Discord is going to be the place to get information from us through there. But we'll be back the week after. So anyway, we do have some cool stuff to talk about. We've got, you know, our deep dive topic. But I do just want to touch on just a couple of really quick news points. You know how we always do some some things to be interested in. Like I said, the Starlight Celebration is currently going on in Final Fantasy 14. So if you're like me and you just love holiday events, then you want to hop in there. You've got until December 31st on that. So it's going to run past Christmas and all of that stuff up until New Year's Eve. Also, we will be having, I believe, started yesterday, the Final Fantasy XI holiday event as well. So, But I've got some cool things here. Uh, You know, we already did our Christmas buying guide, but I'm never going to pass up an opportunity to talk about some cool stuff that's coming out. Now, I actually haven't even sent you this because I just discovered it right before we started uh, recording. But available for pre-order right now, there are these Final Fantasy VII Remake music boxes. And these things are gorgeous. I will put a link to the show notes so you can see them as well, Soloist. But they've got two coming out. One of them is Our Way, and it's a black box. And on the cover, it has like your five main party members from the remake. So Barrett, Tifa, Cloud, Aerith, and Red 13. And then the other one is Tifa's theme, Seventh Heaven. And it's white. And on it, it kind of has her like a silhouette of her leaning back, like she sits on the on the water tower. These are pretty. Now, have you ever done anything with these little music boxes? You know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, but I've never owned one. Yeah, I mean, I, the only ones I've ever seen have been in like grandma's house <laughs> where they're like, yeah, like old and generic music. But uh, yeah, but I think that's pretty cool to have one for seven, maybe laying around. I'm running out of like desk space or something like that, but you just got to start putting them in a different room. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So anyway, these will be coming out June 2021. Uh, right now, they're they're on sale for pre-order for $17.99 a piece. So not for both. But I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, just a nice little I don't know, just like a little gift. But again, it wouldn't be for Christmas. Yeah, um, too late for that. Oh, yeah. Well, and it doesn't even come out till June. So, oh, yeah, true. Uh, another Christmas thing in July that you can't. Well, that's true. You know, if you do the whole <laughs> Christmas in July thing or have a June birthday or, you know, yeah. a Tuesday in June. True. Now, if you're into I know you like music. I like music, too. Um, do you ever do anything with, with vinyl? I, I don't. Do um, I someone from work gave me like three or four boxes full of old records 
Um, Do you even have a player? No, but they said, it's <laughs> okay. dust, and if you don't take them, we're throwing them away. And it's all old big band stuff. Literally my favorite genre of music. And I was like, absolutely. Yes. I don't even have a record player, but I will. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. It's so cool to have. So I guess that's the most I'm divulged into it. Okay. Well, if you ever do get a record player on sale now is the final fantasy seven vinyl. Uh, these things are pretty. They've got, there's four, di- there's four discs, four vinyl discs. I mean, I guess they're still discs. So each one of them has a different picture on it. One of them is just like the overview shot of Midgar. The other one is that really iconic with the buster sword as he's looking up at Shinra tower. Uh, then there's Aerith kind of looking up at the high wind, which, you know, high wind. And then yeah. there's, you know, the coolest one, which is Sephiroth is back to you walking through the flames. So yeah, there's, there's two discs. Uh, there's a side A and side B to both. Um, so yeah, it's about 29 songs. It looks like just across final fantasy seven. So this is going to be a 54 99 if you're interested in that. So, but yeah, I mean, I know that I know that there's a lot of vinyl fans out there. I'm, most of my stuff, I just do digital music, but these are pretty, especially if you're into vinyl and it'd be a good collector's item. So, yeah. And then the only, the only last thing I had is uh, we, they are having a sale right now on Final Fantasy fourteen, So they're having a 50% off sale. So if you have been thinking about getting into Final Fantasy fourteen, or if for whatever reason you haven't upgraded to Shadowbringers yet, they do have both of those on sale now, the Ultimate Edition and just Shadowbringers standalone. So 50% off. I have, I will put the, sh- the link in the show notes. If you follow us on Twitter, I've already, I've already retweeted that and shared it as well. So information's around there if you're really interested. And when you do sign up for Final Fantasy 14, give us a shout because we have a cross-world link shell. So you can just hop in and talk to us whenever you want to, whenever you're playing. So, but yeah, that's what I've got for the, for the little news for the week. You got anything else, Soloist? No, I don't know of anything that's gone on other than that. And All I right. don't even know half of that. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I discovered a lot of this right before I kind of jumped in uh, to start recording. I was like, well, I haven't even put it in the show notes yet. So true. <laughs> <laughs> but but we do have some pretty big news to talk about. Final Fantasy seven particularly had a really cool week. Now, I I know for a fact that you are super excited about this first piece of news that we're going to be talking about. So I'm going to let you announce it. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, I wasn't happy at the time. I was happy with the announcement, but I wanted to record my reaction of wh- whoever would get announced for smash bros. So wait, wait, this my, was, you weren't able to, rec- I thought you were streaming this. Did you, miss I it? was, I was streaming it about probably a minute before Sephiroth got the trailer started. Oh, spoiler. My computer. <laughs> yeah, spoiler for you, two minutes. You from your now. own announcement. <laughs> yeah, about a minute before the trailer started, my computer crashed, and it took two minutes to boot back up. And I booted back up to see Super Smash Bros. Cross Final Fantasy. Oh man! I literally it crashed for the duration of the. It was literally like so unfair. I was so freaking mad. And then I went on to watch the rest of the show, which. I'm just going to say right now, this year's Game Awards kind of blew. They, I mean, they kind of sucked, but I will get into that a little bit later. But Final Fantasy VII, Sephiroth, is coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And I'm a big, 
Super Smash Brothers fan. I'm very oh, yeah. not I'm not the greatest at it, but I do enjoy that game a lot. And Sephiroth coming has officially put the nail into the coffin that I cannot predict who's going to come to this game. Yeah, I, I heard a lot me, of people were surprised by this one. If you were going to ask me who was going to come to Smash Bros. at the Game Awards, I would have either said it's going to be Crash Bandicoot or it's going to be the Fortnite guy. I did not in a million <laughs> years. Guy, is that like a real thing that people are expecting? Oh, yeah. With how huge Fortnite is and geared towards kids and everything. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I know nothing thinks, about Fortnite. Is is there there's a character like I thought it was just like a big the male avatars default name is Jonesy. So that would probably be what they would call him Jonesy from Fortnite. So there's so there's like a uh, so it's kind of like Final Fantasy 14 where there's in the trailers the guy that represents you. Is that kind of it... like Minecraft where you have the default oh, okay. icon and his name is just Steve. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So it's more so like that. But Final Fantasy, it makes perfect sense. As soon as I saw the trailer announcement, I was like, well, Final Fantasy VII Remake did come out this year, and it's being nominated for so many. Well, duh, this does make sense. How did no one think of this? Well, but, right, and they're going to run a cross-promote for Part 2, and not just that. Do we know if Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming to Switch yet or not? I know that PS4 has a year exclusive, and then it'll go to, like, Xbox, but what about Switch? Is I... It- don't i'm just gonna it's not announced and i don't think it will okay well i mean they're gonna want to cross promote for part two anyway so and they already had cloud so it it did make sense but yeah i I didn't see it coming well they also they also have joker and persona 5 never made its way to switch and it could easily run on switch because that game was made to be a ps3 game so oh wow you know (laughs) i i hate i hate it because you know i'm a huge dc comics fan so every time you say that and I know what you're talking about. I know who you mean. But every time you say Jokers and Smash Brothers, I'm like, they added the Joker to Smash Brothers? <laughs> no, but they did add him to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, they had that DC crossover game a couple years back. He fits in a normal Mortal Kombat, though, I think. What, Mortal Kombat 11? Yeah, I mean, he fits in Mortal Kombat way better. <laughs> anyway, now we're sense. really off topic. So hold, hold on. Yeah. So you're you're... Stream dropped out right before the announcement. You were able to go back and watch the trailer, though. I'm oh, I've assuming. watched it about a hundred times since. Okay, then, yeah. I gotta say, I am not okay. Look, I love Smash Brothers. I I think I got you into Smash Brothers because I had it back on the N sixty four. That was my game, which I'm sure you have stolen at this point. But more than likely, I, I mean, I was. I remember the original, <laughs> the original commercials they had for it. <laughs> where they had all these people in costumes walking in a field and they start tripping each other. Do you remember this? Like I do. Mario, I do. Luigi, and all that. Awesome. So I remember that and getting this game with a roster of eight characters, 12 with the secret characters, I think, or, or maybe there's yeah. a couple more. I don't, I don't know. That's right. So, I mean, I've played that one in melee, but you know, I just, I don't really, I haven't really jumped into the switch yet. Um, we only recently got one. Uh, over the summer during the whole coronavirus thing, we got a switch when we we got a switch light when we were able to find one. But, you know, my wife plays Animal Crossing on it, so I don't get to touch it that often. So <laughs> that being said, though, I, I am a huge fan of just the concept and the game itself. So I actually was super excited about this, too, even though I don't have this game. I was like, I God, I think I have to get it. You'd be very happy to know that I've analyzed the trailer a lot and watched a lot of an- analysis. And Sephiroth looks like he's going to be a pretty good character. I mean, in a game like that with a reach that big and th- with that sword, that's a little, little crazy. 
So I oh, think, yeah, the I sword think looks gonna... huge. Yeah. And it should. I mean, that's his thing. But yeah. when they had like a couple gameplay snippets in that trailer, dude, yeah, yeah. that thing was so long. I think I think what they're going to end up doing is making him a slow character and giving him a lot of lag on his attacks so that, yeah, it's long. But if you miss it, you're going to be wide open for like a few yeah. more than other characters would be. I mean, um, that makes sense from balancing. I'll be disappointed because Sephiroth, I don't know, he, he kind of has a swagger to him i guess he never seems to be off moving very quickly in the trailer like every time he moved he was kind of i mean i doubt he's gonna be that slow in the game but they only showed off his like slow walking animation well Uh, that's because he does that all the time but when he's fighting cloud it it usually he's pretty quick i mean to match cloud speed but but yeah for balancing reasons that that, that have to do something because you're right that reach is ridiculous yeah, and it also looks like he has a mechanic, a limit mechanic, kind of like Cloud, because in Smash, Cloud has his limit bar, like he does in FF7, and you can charge it, and anytime you take damage, it fills up, and when it's filled up, when your special moves turns, and like all of your special moves with Cloud are weak versions of your um, limit breaks in the game. But okay, can I can I just stop Cloud, you really quick? What? Can you just, so like I said, I, I haven't played Ultimate. Can you just give me just a quick breakdown of how the, like, the special moves and stuff work now just so i can kind of envision this because they they've not changed since melee the core gameplay of smash has been the same since melee so like any button you use any move you use the button b with is a special move so okay neutral special which is just b your side special which is side and b your up b which is usually your recovery move and then you have your down b all of those are special moves okay okay like, gotcha um, Cloud's up B is I forget what it's called. I think it's called Braver in Final Fantasy VII, where he slashes up. Yeah, and well, then, I think Braver is the one where he jumps up and comes. Anyway, I think that is the move that they're emulating. He, he does come back down with it, so that is that okay. is that. And you know, um, cross slash is his side B. But when his limit bar is full, those turn into more powerful versions, more similar to the actual limit breaks in the game. Okay looks like he has a mechanic like that because he took a little bit of a beating in the trailer and then just grew a wing and so it looks like he might yeah that was cool yeah now do, do they have ultimate moves in the smash brothers so like they do okay. and they have so, final smash and it works like it did in brawl if you remember playing brawl what is clouds omni slash yeah it is omni slash but it looks like they're updating it to omni slash version five from okay. the trailer, but and that'll be the first time a Final Smash has ever been updated in the game. Like King Dedede's has changed three times since from Brawl to Smash Four to Ultimate, but this would be the first time it ever changes mid-game, which would be kind of cool. And then it looks like Sephiroth's Final Smash is Safer Sephiroth. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I, towards yeah. the end of the trailer when he turns into Safer Sephiroth, and you just get like that that quick flash of him before it yeah. goes, it cuts to black. That was cool. And I had the same thought. This is the best reveal trailer Smash has ever had. I oh. watched them all, and this is the best one. It's not the biggest shock value, but it is the best one. Well, let me just say, I, I found it weird, but also so satisfying to see a, to see a trailer that had both Sephiroth and Banjo-Kazooie. It was so weird to see those two in the same trailer, but it also the art style was very. I, oh yeah, there Kingdom Hearts three so a little bit, like yeah. everything seemed to blend. Because the one thing that I think Kingdom Hearts three really did well was making the kind of cartoony characters 
look like they fit with the more realistic characters. I thought they did that better than some of the other games. And I feel like Smash Brothers Ultimate, at least in this trailer, did the same thing. Like Banjo-Kazooie didn't look that weird next to Cloud. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, And I think the image of Sephiroth holding Mario up with his sword, where you think he just... him. Oh my god, everyone's jaw dropped at that. It was, but uh, man, it was it was such a good trailer. It went. Yeah, on- I mean that shot alone was worth the entire trailer. Just that him holding him up, and it looks like Mario's yeah. impaled, dude. I, I, yeah, and I won't lie, Smash has a tendency of like when they show a trailer and then they show gameplay. If they go back to a cinematic, that usually means they're about to announce a second character. Like back when they announced Simon from Castlevania, they showed him off. Showed a bit of gameplay. Showed another trailer in which they announced Richter. They did okay. the same thing with Dragon Quest, where they showed the protagonist from Eleven for a while, and then came back to show that the protagonist from three other games. I know Dragon Quest Erdrick was in there, but I, <laughs> I think Dragon Quest Eight was one of the. I, or, I can't remember, but I don't play those games. I wish I did. But when Seven came back to the trailer, everybody thought Tifa was going to come out and be a character as well. But that Ooh. would. Be, that would be two. There's only three slots left in the fighters pass. There's no way two of them are going to get taken up for final fantasy, especially with how square Enix was a lot more willing to share dragon quest stuff than they were final fantasy. There's just cloud in the game right now. And there's only two music tracks. As what are the two, what are the two music tracks, the boss theme and the battle theme. Well, now they're going to have angel. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now they're going to have one winged angel. So, but like, they're so, they just will not let Smash use too much from Final Fantasy, which yeah. is why I was like, I'm surprised we got Sephiroth, but. Well, I think that when they came back, I, I think that was to announce, like you said, Cloud's new Limit Break or, or Super's Final Smash or whatever, because it yeah. wasn't that when they announced it at the end of that really cool trailer with, with Sephiroth and Cloud fighting. Yeah. Yeah. That well, was that was the different trailer for a while. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was the other thing is I liked the little story they told in this. Like it, it wasn't just a a trailer with him fighting. There was like a little bit of a story between him and cloud and just the dialogue back and forth. And my favorite line is, is when cloud says something to him and Sephiroth kind of looks at him and says, I will never be a memory. Yeah. That was, Oh, I got chills. I got chills when he said that. The relationship between them is so stalkerish, and I just want to kill you. Hey, come here, Cloud. It's just you cannot get away from him. <laughs> I've seen a bunch of jokes on Twitter, and it's like when that guy follows you into a different game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. so happy. I was so happy to see Sephiroth. I've seen one complaint that oh, I didn't like Sephiroth coming. It's like, come on, Nintendo. There's other Final Fantasy games, and as a fan of Final Fantasy. And seven is not my favorite. It's up there. But I mean, think about it from someone's perspective who's playing Smash and has never played Final Fantasy. Well, it's the popular one, too. They're going to know Final Fantasy seven. It does not make sense to put someone in from like eight or nine as opposed to putting someone in from seven. They have to be iconic. And when it comes to Final Fantasy, whether you like it or not, None of the games are even close to as iconic as iconic as seven is. Right, right. I so, mean, that's just it doesn't make any sense. First of all, they're trying to m- promote the remake. That's mm-hmm. one thing. 
Second of all, it's exactly what you said. No, no game in the series has more wide, like non-nerd attention as Final Fantasy Seven. And even people who don't know Final Fantasy Seven recognize Sephiroth. I mean, he's out there in just popular culture. He's kind of like Darth Vader. Yeah. Even if you haven't watched Star Wars, you could probably identify a picture of Darth Vader. Absolutely. You know, so they're not going to they're not going to throw in like like Vaughn or somebody. They're just not like, oh, look, it's Bart's. They're not going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I just think that was kind of a stupid argument, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, I mean, I I get wanting to see I would love to see like Squall or somebody like that, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense from from Square's perspective to do that. It's the same thing with, you know, taking it back to DC Comics. There are a bunch of characters, but they push Batman everywhere because he's what sells stuff. Yeah, he is not my favorite, but they use every opportunity they can to put Batman in a comic or Batman on the big screen. And it's like, okay, whatever. But it makes sense because it puts butts in the the suit. Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, and you know, and I, I have one more comment on the Smash thing because I could talk about this for two hours. I'm just so happy about Smash Bros and Sephiroth. Because I had lost hope a little bit for the Fighters Pass, because the Fighters Pass ended the last one with Byleth from Fire Emblem, which I could go into. I'll, I'll, in one sentence, I'll summarize. That would have been a better character to be in base game, and it could have worked. Everyone says that game wasn't out yet when Smash came out. Well, Pokemon X and Y wasn't out when Greninja came to Smash 4, but that happened anyway. So he should have been in base game. They should not have ended a Fighters Pass with a character they knew the fan base was going to not want after having Joker, Illuminary, Banjo, all these characters, and then end it with something that stupid. That made well, me mad. I-, I think Fire Emblem's popular, right? I mean, they may have thought that was bigger than it was going to turn out to be. I mean, th- I think it was more likely a miscalculation on their part than it was, well, you know. Right before the trailer started, Sakurai had to come out and say, we hope rather or not you're excited or like he had to say something like that. Like we hope you're happy rather or not. You're excited knowing that people, I, <laughs> I didn't know that it's the most disliked trailer they've posted on YouTube. So wow, I mean, that's just mostly a Western thought. I'm sure people in Japan really like fire emblem and I don't have anything against the series itself. I have something against its representation in smash, which is way too much, but the next Fighters Pass started off with Min Men, which I was excited about. A character from their fighting games, Arms, that kind of flopped, honestly. It was really okay. weird to see them put that in there. And I was like, okay, that'll be a fun addition. But it seems like they're setting this Fighters Pass up to be like kind of boring, kind of just adding in Nintendo characters, which I, th- I think they were trying to stack it in the opposite direction. Yeah. Because hopefully. of what happened before. And then they announced randomly one day that they're just going to announce a Smash character. And it was freaking Steve from Minecraft. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, like, yeah, we're back. We're back. And then Sephiroth, yeah. Three more characters. And the sad truth is that a lot of people are saying that I kind of want to rebuttal maybe a little bit. They had this idea that there's a pattern to these announcements, which I think is completely bogus. After Sephiroth, I think you should just sit back when a trailer is going to play and just watch who's don't think you know don't think you have it figured out just watch and be excited because i a you're going to disappoint yourself and b 
you're going to get really mad when you're wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think a lot of today's society, a lot of their anger comes from expectations they put on themselves and weren't presented yeah. with. People get so mad about stuff because it's not what they convinced themselves it was. And it's like, well, they weren't really teasing that. You just thought it was. So you, you can't really be yeah. mad at them. Absolutely. That happens a lot. Absolutely. And they did a poll last year. Um, some fan thing did define from three countries who is the top 10 most wanted Smash Bros. characters. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. I was going to say Sora. Number, yeah. It was number two in two countries and number one in Japan. But a lot of people have this idea that since a Square Enix rep came in this Fighter's Pass, there will be no more. And I just want to say, I just want to say, open your mind. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just going to say, I, I Smash has left me baffled this past two years with the amazing decisions they've made. They could put Sora in. And another thing that I, at this point, genuinely don't think is likely... But the trio of OG characters since Melee that has always been requested for Smash was King K. Roll, Ridley, and Geno. And we got King K. Roll and Ridley. We're still waiting for Geno. I don't think he's going to, I don't think it's going to happen at this point. So, you know, just, you know, people listening to this podcast probably know. But if you're not familiar with who Geno is, because I actually know a lot of people who would have no idea who you're talking about. Gino yeah. was a character from the Super Mario RPG back on Super Nintendo. This was also produced by Square. It plays pretty similar to a Final Fantasy. And honestly, in my opinion, one of the best RPGs of that time. I, actually, I could play that game now. It's one of the best Mario games ever made. If oh, not yeah. the best. I think the only Mario game I like better than that is Super Mario World and Super Mario Odyssey. I do love me some Super Mario World. I wish they would put RPG on the Switch. I, I don't think it's on there yet, is it? Uh, no, but it'll probably come. It's on like the Wii U and everything. It's on everything but the Switch, basically. Yeah, if and it's on the Super Nintendo, the, the mini one. I have it there. If you're a fan of Final Fantasy and you haven't actually experienced this game, it is definitely worth checking out. I, I think there's even a secret boss from Final Fantasy. It's not from Final Fantasy. It's okay. Heavy- Inspired by Final Fantasy. It plays the boss music from Final Fantasy 4. Right. And, right. But it is not actually from Final Fantasy. Because I thought for years that it was. And I kept looking up and everyone's like, no, it's just inspired by Final Fantasy. Okay. <laughs> I, I just always assumed it was from one of the one of the handful I hadn't played from like yeah. two through four or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's obviously inspired by Final Fantasy. There's crystals and and all that stuff that are part of the fight. It is a turn-based RPG for the Super Nintendo, but there's there's like uh, timing components to your attacks. So each of your each of your characters has a different weapon they use, and if you time the attacks right with button presses, it increases the damage. It's it's fun, it's fun, and I I would recommend that to anybody listening to this podcast because obviously you like, well at least you most likely like JRPGs. So. Yeah. So to finish the Geno thought, um, it's it's still on topic, on, on brand. It's a Square Enix Final Fantasy-like RPG. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would say he directly correlates to a Final Fantasy-type character for sure. Absolutely. Um, the biggest thing that made me think Geno would actually happen in Ultimate is the fact Smash 4 introduced me costumes so you could have like your me fight and you could also put your me in costumes to make it look like other things. Like they have a Chocobo one, they have a Tails one, a Knuckles one. 
and they had a Geno one. But that Geno costume did not carry over to Smash Ultimate. And in the two years the game's been out, it hasn't popped up. Making me think, the last time they did that, there was a King K. Roll costume in Smash 4. It didn't carry over to Ultimate, and King K. Roll got announced. So that made me okay. think, wow, is Geno actually going to happen? But Sephiroth got announced. The time to announce a Geno Me costume would be during the presentation for Sephiroth, where they do the Me costume announcements. Yeah, it would be extremely trolly if they waited that long to announce something that was in the previous game, giving us hope Gino would be in the game. The last time they did that was with the trailers leading up to Smash's announcement, Smash Ultimates, where they did not show off the Shadow the Hedgehog assist trophy until the last trailer, making us think Shadow would be an Echo character to Sonic. Is he ever? Did he ever make it in? No, I mean the <laughs> trophy made it in. But they waited until the last trailer just to keep us thinking he would get in. And that kind of stuff. Sneaky. I don't think they do it on purpose, but I think it's... Yeah, it's I think they do it so, on purpose. <laughs> so cruel. Because Shadow and Gino were my two most requested characters. I gave up on Shadow. Yeah. I want you know, if Gino were in Smash, I would not care about any other character unless they started getting really weird and put like... Luffy from One Piece in, which yeah. actually would never happen. But well, I would, I would quit caring. <laughs> I'm not, and not to downplay Gino because I do think he would be cool. But if I had to pick between him and Sephiroth, I think I'd rather have Sephiroth in the game. He's just so cool. But let me ask you this to kind of round out this conversation: If you could have any Final Fantasy character, okay, two questions: If you could have any Final Fantasy character in Smash, who would you want it to be? And the second question, if they did add another Final Fantasy character, who do you realistically think it would be? Okay, I'm going to answer that question first. Um, and I have, a, I have a lot of philosophy with this. I think adding another Final Fantasy VII character would make its representation lopsided. All right? And what I mean by okay. that is, it's kind of the same with adding a Ninja Turtle. So imagine they added Leonardo to Smash Bros. Okay, they added the leader of the, the leader, right, to Smash Bros. That's awesome. That makes sense. If they had to pick one Ninja Turtle, they would add Leonardo, the leader. Likely. Oh, that, a few years later, Shredder got announced. They have the hero and the villain from Ninja Turtles. Perfect. Another year later, Raphael gets announced. And then you're like, well, why would they announce Raphael, not Donatello, or Michelangelo? Where are Michelangelo and Donatello? And then it's lopsided. You know what I mean? Yeah, I okay. Like announcing another Final Fantasy VII character would do that. Because why would you have Tifa and not Barrett? Why would you have Tifa and not Aerith? Why would you have, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So who do you think they would add then? If they were to add another Final Fantasy VII character, it would probably be Tifa. Right, but I mean, if, if like you said, that would make it lopsided. So do you yeah. think that they might add, if they if they did add a third Final Fantasy character, do you think they would branch out of Seven? If they add another Final Fantasy character, it will be the protagonist from whatever the newest game in the series is. So it, it, okay. at this point, it would be, what's the name? Um, Clive? Yes, it is Clive. I don't know if I think they would put him in. If you, I'll just go ahead and give you who I think. If they didn't go with Final Fantasy VII, likely I think they probably would. And I think that you're right. It would be likely Tifa or Barrett, just because they, they have a different kind of play style. I don't know if they'd add Clive, though. I think if they branched out, I think they would add Noctis because he is the most recent of the playable games. 
Mm-hmm. And I think his play style would lend itself to like a unique kind of like move set. So I, I think that that's likely what they would do. That's just me spitballing here. I, I obviously am not as close to this as you are. But I would be inclined to agree with that if if 15 were fresher on the minds. And actually, if one of the last... Good point, good point. If one of the last three characters in this fighter pass was another Final Fantasy character, I would agree. But that's incredibly unlikely. Yeah. Like, if I had to throw out guesses, the last three are going to be Crash, somebody I don't know at all, and I'm predicting that they had six inclusions so they could do a fan service or a joke one. So I think that last one is going to be Gino or Waluigi. 100%. How is Waluigi not in this game yet? That is, a, <laughs> that is the meme of smash. Every <laughs> most character before the game came out was Waluigi. They put him in as an assist trophy and everyone signed petition, started movements wanting Waluigi and smash. <laughs> it's at this point. I just want to see it happen. I just, yeah, I, to see it happen okay but, well if you had your wish who would you put in of from final fantasy yeah you could have any character contrary to popular belief it would not be zidane i would want uh, zidane more than anything because i love zidane but i think the character that would be the most unique is to have a generic moogle and <laughs> have play um have him represent final fantasy as a whole rather than just final fantasy of the specific game like seven represents or Cloud represents how he is in Final Fantasy 7 and Smash, and Sephiroth's going to do the same. Give me a Moogle that has like a level-up system where he starts really weak, and every, as the battle goes on, as he does things, he can level up and get more powerful. Have him be able to use items. Have him, like, every one of his attacks uses a different kind of Final Fantasy weapon. Just have him represent what Final Fantasy is. Okay. Have him have a built-in materia system in the game. Lord, Final Fantasy Smash has proven that they're willing to get weird with how they yeah. make characters. Like Hero has an MP bar, and when you hit down B, it brings up an RPG menu of spells to use. Like that, they're 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 trying to branch off to weird stuff like that. So I would want a Moogle, like Mog. Okay. Thing. So for me, I mean, this isn't going to come as a surprise. I do have two answers. I would love to see Squall because I also think that with the gun blade, it would op- open up a bunch of different opportunities for some really cool special moves, you know, cause you could do a blend of like some range or some melee. I just think it'd be cool, but kind of going off what you said with, with the Moogle, if I had to pick something that would represent like all of final fantasy, I was thinking for a second about like a, uh, like a, chocobo but i i don't think that's what would be the the most fun i think the most fun representation for all of final fantasy would be a tonberry i just think it would be so much fun to have that little guy and of course his uh his final smash is that what they're called is just yeah. a doink and it just sends you flying so high in the air it's ridiculous they would have to have the most incredibly slowest speed in the game though they'd have to like, oh, yeah. be able to move <laughs> But once they hit you, it's like devastating, like a hundred percent per attack or something. I always thought I always thought Tom Barry would be an interesting character to be in like a MOBA where you oh, have yeah. incredibly slow, but if you can actually find your way to sneak up on somebody, you could like one shot them with doink yeah. or something. <laughs> I think a cactuar would be fun too. Yeah, that would that would move really weird. But They'd move fast too. Realistically. I think that if Final Fantasy ever gets another rep, it'll be in the next game, and it'll be... Uh, now, 
do you really think they're going to make a next Smash Brothers, or do you think they're just going to use this as like a game as a service? Because that seems to be the way things are going these days. So you've got Smash Brothers Ultimate is your platform, and and you don't necessarily make a Smash Brothers Ultimate two. You just kind of keep building out this platform you have. Which, which way do you think they're going to go with that? Yeah, I really don't know. I really um, Sakurai said in an interview one time that there would definitely not be this many characters in the next Smash game. I think. I mean, I'm sp- speaking that from memory, so I hope I'm wrong about that. I, I honestly just want them to keep updating this game. Like, I would prefer no, that too. There's no reason they can't just like drop an expansion or something that like adds a new story mode, ups the graphics, adds some characters. There's no reason they can't just do that. Especially- yeah. Plus, if you if you come out with a sequel and then trim the characters way down you've already opened the you've already opened the can of worms at this point you can't just start like you can't get people used to this many characters and be like okay now it's mario just mario again because people are gonna be upset by that yeah you need i I can't imagine smash without like persona and final fantasy anymore so yeah well i think that's a good discussion on the smash brothers we do have some other big news though that we need to kind of get on to so uh, like I said, Final Fantasy VII has had a huge week, starting with Sephir. Oh, one last thing. Sorry, I I just I know I just tried to move on, but now I got to go back. My one of my favorite parts of this trailer was the verbiage they used. Sephiroth descends into battle. Yeah, they always uh, do something funny like that. I was like, oh, and then I started getting mad because you know what, you know, you know what but, they said about um getting mad about what. The last time Sephiroth descended somewhere. Oh yeah, you know? Do you see the the hint at that they put in the trailer where Zelda was laying on the ground and like Sephiroth dove down right beside her with his sword? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I uh, noticed that. Um, you know when Banjo Kazooie got announced, they said Banjo Kazooie are raring to go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just I, I meant to say that. I just wanted to throw that out there. Let, let's let's move on to this last piece of news, though, we have to talk about because it, too, is pretty exciting. So as we uh, interrupted a couple episodes back with our breaking news, we brought, you know, we told you about Final Fantasy VII Remake and all of the awards that it had been nominated for for the Game Awards. So real quick, I will run through what those were. So uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake at the 2020 Game Awards was nominated for Best RPG, Best Score in Music, Best Art Direction, Best Narrative, Best Game Direction, and Game of the Year. Now, sadly, it did not win Game of the Year, nor did Animal Crossing, which Soloist was very heavily pushing for, even voting for live while recording a Final Fantasy podcast, I might remind you. (laughs) Yeah. It did not win. (laughs) It did not win that one. It did, however, take home two awards which I think both of these were well-deserved. I know you and I might have a differing of opinion on one, so let's start with the one I know we'll agree with. Final Fantasy VII Remake does take home the 2020 Game Award for Best Score and Music, which I think... What were the other games? That's a good question. I don't don't have that. I think definitely, since Persona 5 Royal wasn't in that, I think definitely Seven should have won that. Okay, Best Score and Music nominees for the Game Awards were Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. Oh my god, The Last of Us didn't win something. Oh my god, that's freaking obnoxious. Yeah, Seven, seven definitely deserved that one. I think so. Of those, I mean, Seven... 
just has an amazing soundtrack. And I'm sure those other games have great soundtracks too. Eternal for sure. Come on. I, I yeah, I think that one was well, well earned. Mm-hmm. Um just going back, Game of the Year did, of course, go to Last of Us Part Two. So I, I've been the one game I didn't want to win. I mean, I'm happy for people who like that game, but I mean yeah. come on, you have to admit that's obnoxious how much they how how many things they won. You know, I think Doom Eternal was the popular vote best game of the year for Game of the Word. Game of the was Year. It? I think okay. so. It's just obnoxious how much The Last of Us won. I just, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I haven't played it, so I can't really comment, but... I mean, I didn't really... I wasn't interested in the first one, and all, by proxy, I'm not interested in the second one. I just... This is the reason I don't like the Game Awards, is like, when they obviously pick... Watching it, and it's winning everything it's nominated for, almost, you're like, yeah, it's gonna win. And I mean, movies do that every year when they have the Oscars. There's always one that cleans up everything. Yeah, but in this case, it's like a game that I, I've not met anyone who likes really. I mean, I've, a few oh, really? content creator I follow like it, but for the most part, I have not seen anyone praise this game. Like, I'm, sh- I know there are people who, yeah, do. I, I've seen nothing but praise for it. So we got different circles. I mean, the game, the the game review, like IGN and everything praised it but like all of my friends who played it give it a six out of ten at best the con some of the content creators i've watched that streamed it were like yeah this sucks so i just i don't understand how it won i guess but i'm not mad about it obviously because i don't want to be mad about something someone else is happy about so i'm just I wanted seven to win so bad. I wanted Square Enix to have a win. That would yeah, have been so, so. And even if Animal Crossing had won, that would have been amazing. Yeah. So just a quick Google on Last of Us Part Two. It's got ninety three percent on Metacritic, ten out of ten on IGN. But Google users fifty seven percent like this game, and GameStop gave it a three point five out of five. So, okay. Here's the thing, too, though. I'm looking at the audience rating from Google. It's got 69,000 reviews, half fives, half ones. So this seems like one of those games where like people have that knee-jerk reaction. It's kind of like, and I have absolutely no opinion on this whatsoever, but it's kind of like what I'm seeing from Cyberpunk 2077 right now. Like nobody, nobody I'm hearing says Cyberpunk's okay. It's either, oh my God, this game, or, oh, this is a dumpster fire. Kind of seems if I'm just going off these reviews here, Last of Us Part Two was was divisive like that. Love or hate, it's like mm-hmm. there's no room in the middle. So yeah, yeah it, it does seem to have some decent. Um, but on that merit, reviews on so. that merit, I don't think it deserved Game of the Year on that merit. I mean, Fair. I think I think Game of the obviously my Game of the Year was Animal not games, but. <laughs> Of those games on that list, even though I haven't beaten it, I mean, seven, I, I could see any of the games winning but The Last of Us, and I knew it would win. That's the thing. It's yeah. like, I could see any of them winning. Honestly, I probably would have been most hyped if Hades won, just so an indie developer could win Game of the Year. Like, that would be huge. Yeah. I need to try that. I mean, people keep talking about it, but... I do not think you would like it. Okay, then I won't try it. It's one of those, <laughs> I, haven't played, I haven't played it, but it's one of those hard as nails roguelikes that you're oh, so good. 
lose over and over to like learn a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah, have time for I don't that. Think you would like it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have time for that with a small kid. I want to yeah. beat my games and move on with my life. Or Final Fantasy XIV, where I just keep grinding forever. Okay, so let's let's run through these then. I, so not to skip over them. So that was game of the year. Uh, Last of Us Part Two. Best score. Uh, so yeah, we won score. Best game direction. Final Fantasy VII was all, also nominated. That went to Last of Us Part Two. Of course. Best narrative. Final Fantasy VII was nominated. That went to Last of Us Part Two. Now, I can't comment on the narrative of Last of Us Part Two because I'm interested in both of these games, but they make me too nervous. Like, I don't like the sneaking around type of gameplay. Uh, I couldn't get through the first one. I think Final Fantasy VII is well-deserved to be placed there, um, but I can't really comment on uh, on how the narrative compares. But uh, Best art direction. This one actually went to Ghost of Tsushima, so Last of Us Part Two lost out there. Well-deserved, though. I think so, actually. Yeah, I agree. Like, I love the, the look of Final Fantasy VII, but... It, I don't think it compares to the art direction of Tsushima. I really want to play that game just based on its art direction. Like that game looks yeah. gorgeous. And then we already talked about best score in music. That one uh, went to Final Fantasy VII Remake as it should have. Yeah. And then there's a there's a bunch here. I'm only going to cover the ones that Final Fantasy VII was nominated for because otherwise we'd be here all day. So I think there's only one more. Best role-playing. This one... I think was probably a tough category. So you've got uh, Genshin Impact, which I have not heard of. It looks very anime. It looks kind of interesting, though. It's like a phone game on PS4 and PC as well. Okay. It's like Breath of the Wild with anime girls, and it's got that yeah. like gotcha mechanic for getting more anime girls. So obviously, it has a very wide demographic. <laughs> okay. Uh, Persona 5 Royal, which I know you absolutely hate. So we'll just move on and not talk about that. Wasteland 3 <laughs> and Yakuza Like a Dragon. So yeah, that was the competition in Best RPG. I know that you and I are going to have some disagreements here. Uh, and but, but before I say anything, I have not played Persona 5 Royal, so I, don't, I cannot comment on its quality. However, I do think that Final Fantasy VII Remake was good enough to take this category. Of the games there, it is the second best. i mean i'll say it like this final fantasy 9 is my favorite game ever made persona 5 royal is the best game ever made in my opinion not according to the game awards well yeah but (laughs) just loves naughty dog and the last of us too much to acknowledge anything but them well i mean i'm in this category more than the other if it were an rpg it would have won but um yeah, in my opinion, it would have won everything if it nominated. Well, okay, but, yeah, but, you're you're very you're very uh, neutral on this, aren't you? <laughs> well, it's it's I I love that game a lot, and I just think it was better than anything that came out this year. I don't play a lot of games year to year because I I like to play old games, and normally I'm just too busy with WoW to do anything. But um, of the games that came out this year. I firmly believe nothing touches Persona 5 Royal. I was shocked to see it only make one category, especially when Persona 5... Why not uh, even win that category? I mean, yeah, it, it lost out to Final Fantasy. Especially when Persona 5 got nominated for Game of the Year, and then they made a version that was just flat-out objectively better. And it didn't even... It only got nominated for one thing. And it's like, 
Are you really telling me that Animal Crossing was better than? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I respect Animal Crossing a lot. Well, yeah, I, I think not. Not to. I'm not trying to be like whoa, this guy, but I think Animal Crossing was likely nominated for its cultural impact and like because it it lit up the world there when it first came out because it was it was the perfect game. It was the perfect pandemic game. I'm kind of not mad I voted for it because while I don't think it was the best game this year. I part of the games nominated. I think Animal Crossing deserves Game of the Year more than any of them because of what it did for so many people. I like, agree. It gave people an outlet during quarantine that yeah. means if they had something wrong with them, it gave them an outlet of something to do to keep them busy, keep their minds busy. It gave them something not so dire and yeah. just bleak to look at and to think that about. Was, that was should have been the game of the year. I didn't mean to rag on it just now. It was just the first game. I know. I know. I was just giving you crap. Well, I mean, it, it touched people that aren't normally gamers. It, it gave people that, that just don't normally play things like Genshin impact. And they have no idea what this is. It gave them kind of a sense of community. I mean, there were streaming shows popping up about this. So yeah, as far as that, I think that, that animal crossing has done more for gamers in general this year. But it's it's not Last of Us Two, so it lost. So, <laughs> oh, it. now you you know, Persona Five Royal was your favorite game of the year. Um, my favorite game released this year has been Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of everything that I've played that's been new, that's the one that has just sucked me in. And I'm actually thinking about replaying it. It's been a couple months, and I need to do the hard mode. And I've just had the itch to play it for some reason. And I don't know. I can speak from. My personal thing, and this is just speak what I think about both of these games. I played through Persona 5 Royal twice, back to back, no break. I couldn't make it through Final Fantasy VII Remake once. And I do think it's a good game, but I don't know if it was just where I was at my in my life at the time, but I was getting very bored playing it, so I stopped. Which, which surprises me. I really don't understand that, and that's why I really want you to try to play it again now and just see what you think because i i don't really want to start over i mean i know the story i don't think you need to i just it surprises me because it's it was the most fun i had had with not just a final fantasy but a game in a long time like the story the acting i just it surprises me that you were getting bored especially because the gameplay is pretty fast paced and i had a few problems with the gameplay if i'm honest but it's some problems with the gameplay yeah, I just thought it was scaled weird. Like, I feel like I was getting like one hit took like ninety percent of my HP, and I was just like, "What the heck is happening? Like, why are things hitting this hard?" But yeah, they they put more of a focus on not getting hit. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that to be a jerk. Like, I'm not saying like, "Oh, get better." The gameplay is built around dodging more than tanking. If that makes does that make sense? Yeah. But I don't know. I just wasn't. I didn't want that. I guess at the time. I mean, I want to go back and play it. I think it's a great game. I honestly think it's a fantastic game. And I hate that I still don't know the ending to it. Well, here, do do this, man. I mean, the holidays are coming up. When you've got a little bit of time, maybe on stream, bump it down to easy and just blow through the the back end of this game. Because I want to discuss this ending with you. I was playing it on hard when I played it. And I want well, you couldn't you, ha- you couldn't have been playing on hard. That doesn't unlock till you beat it. So oh, you, normal, normal, I guess. 
Nah, I want to. I want to. I want to keep going on normal. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I. I mean, I'm not mad about the challenge. I didn't get turned off by the challenge. It confused me. I didn't mind. I mean, if I'm, I like challenge, so I. I would probably leave it alone. Where did you stop? I stopped at the side quests, uh, right at Aerith's town, I think. Okay. Okay. So you haven't. You haven't been to. Uh, to Wall Market yet? Wall Market and on is, I think some of the best game I've ever played. Like once you hit wall market, I think this game really ramps up in my opinion story. And then I got to a bunch of side quests and I was just like, Oh my God, I don't want to do side quests. Skip the side quests. And I, I would skip them and then hate myself and go back. Well, you can go back. So here's the thing. The side quests you do in Aristown only affect what dress she gets when you get to wall market. And then once you're done with the game, there's a chapter select. You can go back and redo them if you want to. Well, I'm just going to, I'll do them one day. Whenever I'm just bored, I'll boot the game up and hopefully get reinvigorated. It's on a long list of uh, JRPGs that I need to play right now. Well, here's the thing. You're already halfway through it. Just, just blow through it. And then let's, let's have an episode where we discuss the ending. Cause trust me, the ending is enough to talk about for an entire episode. I think you have no room to talk. How how far are you into um Uncharted Three? Are you? This is totally different. I actually did almost. I almost booted that game up earlier you this summer. Have Fifteen minutes left of that game, and you just won't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> for I almost booted that up earlier this summer and didn't. I will for sure play Final Fantasy VII Remake as soon as you beat Uncharted Three. <laughs> I will. How about you beat Seven Remake and then I'll beat Uncharted Three? Oh, I've been fighting for this a lot longer than you have. <laughs> <sighs> Nah. It's anyway, a- oh my God. I'm sure it, I, it is. It is. And I want to play Uncharted 4 too. So I do need to get to it eventually. But that's the best in the series. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the Game Awards as far as uh, Final Fantasy is concerned, anyway. You know, overall, I think they had a pretty good showing. I don't think that, uh, no, no surprises for me here. I didn't really expect them to win the ones they lost. And I did expect them to win the one they did. So. This is what I'd hoped for. What, what do you think? Apart from your disappointment with Persona Five Royal, are you happy with Final Fantasy's showing here in the in the Game Awards? Yeah, it just got held back by Jeff Keighley's love for Naughty Dog and um, The Last of Us. Yeah, I just wish they would stop making Last of Us and give me another Jack game. Yeah, literally, Naughty Dog does this thing where they make games, and The Last of Us is my by far my least favorite. Just make Jack come or un- Uncharted. I just want Uncharted. Ooh. I'd like to see Jack in Smash Brothers. Yeah, but it, that we would need more Jack games for it to be relevant. Yeah, uh-huh. I know, I know. But um, you know, overall, <laughs> no, excluding Final Fantasy or including Final Fantasy and everything else, I've got to say, it was boring. It was boring. If you go to my stream, you see me playing on my phone a lot, going to Twitter. The game is set up to be this thing that is so awesome. And they fall short every year to me. Well, I find award shows kind of boring anyway, personally. So I usually just look at the results afterwards. I mean, they announce games, and it's so cool when they announce games. And like the idea of that is amazing. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but if you're going to announce a game that is set up on a stage like the Game Awards, make it a game that anyone is going to care about. Yeah, They're- like Diablo Immortal. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a we don't need round two of that. Um but uh like they just show off games that have never been made, like one brand new games. And it's like, you know, I don't necessarily not care about it, but I feel like if it's going to be a game awards, you need like, oh, here's a new Mario game or here's something that is big. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, they show off a generic Skyrim clone number eight, and it has like a six minute trailer. I'm like, okay, come on, move on. Literally, <laughs> dragons flying around for six friggin' minutes. No one cares. I mean, I like I like flying dragons. And so. then they show off a trailer for the new Fall Guys season, and it's like this could have been a tweet. <laughs> like, well, why now, Fall game? Guys is a recognizable prop. I mean, that one made that one actually fits your criteria. <laughs> That's true, but it's like an update for a game, though. They like, yeah. I don't really know how Fall Guys works. Is each season like a new expansion, or is it like a patch? I or I don't know, and I don't think anyone cares anymore. Have you been Fall to Fall Guys? The- was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it when it came out. First came out, like four games, and then I was like, yeah, I think I'm good forever on this now. Have you played? Uh, have you been to their Twitter page? No. If you go to their Twitter and click on any of their tweets, it's downright harassment. People being mean to them. <laughs> Yes, like, first of all, I don't mean to add to the fuel fire. Whoever's running their Twitter is incredibly cringy. Like, incredibly cringy. (laughs) Oh my god, it hurts. But the people in the comments are just like, dead game, your game is dead, it's bad. Dead game. And it's not just a few people, I mean, good night. The internet's a stupid place. I actually enjoyed Fall Guys. I don't play it that often, and I only got it because it was a PS plus game that month but i did enjoy playing it it was a fun little concept so yeah i i can't say i enjoyed it too much but i see it i see its value but it like it's like things like that like and you know they ended the game awards the last trailer they had was a trailer announcing that mass effect will get new games that's it yeah that probably that probably like lit some people's like worlds on fire though stuff like that is amazing why can't the whole show be full of that? A Smash Bros. reveal. Perfect. I mean, those are so like huge in pop culture anyway. People don't even care about Smash, usually love those. But it's right, like they're cool, they're cool trailers. Things like announcing a brand new like indie game. I love indie developers with all my heart, and I support them. But there are other platforms for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Nintendo has indie showcases all the time. Yeah. For games that are coming to the Switch. And it's just like, I don't know if there's just not that many games coming out, but the announcements were boring. There were like hardly any games that I cared about at all. They're making a remake of Ghosts and Goblins, which I thought was awesome. They re-showed a trailer for a Mario game. Like they re-showed, I'm convinced they just copy and pasted it. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's in the rewards, you know. If you're a Last of Us fan, you probably loved it, but it was The Last of Us Part 2, The Last of Us Part 2. And, you know, another thing is, like, all the rumors going around about how awfully the employees who worked on the game were treated. It's like, you know, it's it just sucks to see if you're yeah. not. A, and it sucks. It's just 
so many of I don't know. Maybe it's just proving that I'm really not a modern gamer like I think I am. Well, you literally just admitted 15 minutes ago that you don't play new games. You only play nostalgic stuff and wow. So I I think that you've you've come to that conclusion on your own there, buddy. <laughs> my tweet I made during the game awards. Literally 90% of the games they showed off were FPS games. They're all shooters. That's all they make anymore is shooters. It's a game is either a shooter or a rip off of Skyrim. That's it. And I'm just so done with it. Like, why is nothing unique anymore? It's all gritty, edgy shooter games. And I don't, that's my least favorite oh, genre game. And Fall Guys. <laughs> Fall Guys, yeah. That's my least favorite genre of game. And I just, yeah. Maybe I'm not a gamer. I don't know. But living in an age where everything has a gun. Even Final Fantasy's had a gun. There's a servers. Everything has guns. Squall's got one in his in his sword. <laughs> I'm just again, I'm so over it, dude. Well, you may not be a gamer, but you can still be a Final Fantasy gamer. I'm fine with that, but I, I gosh. I'm sorry. I did not enjoy the game awards. I'm just going to say it. I probably will not stream it next year unless they have another smash bros announcement. Yeah. Or maybe they'll maybe final fantasy 16 will be out by then. Yeah. Right. And, and they'll win game of the year. So anyway, I mean that that'll give us something to talk about if they do, but with that though, I do think that brings us to the end of another episode. Jeff fun this time. I know you got to talk about smash, so you probably had a blast. Oh yeah, this was a good episode. I had a good time. <laughs> All right. Just to round us out, where can they find you at Soloist? Twitter, Soloist underscore TV. Twitch, Starcolor Soloist. YouTube, Soloist. Please look me up. Instagram, Starcolor Soloist. Uh, I think that's everything. But yeah. All right. It. And you can follow uh, me personally at Wolfkins on Twitter. You can also follow the show at Highwind Herald. Um, you know, and also if you, you know, feeling generous, go out and give us a rating on, on iTunes or somewhere like that. It really helps kind of spread news of the show. We have a couple ratings come in so far. We're doing pretty good. So, you know, if you like the show, go out and give us a rating. If you don't like the show, you take your time, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you want to do that, that would really help, you know, and if you enjoy listening to us, you know, share us with your friends and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, follow us on Twitter at Highwind Herald. We also have a website, highrunherald.com. And as you know, we're available on all the major podcast catchers out there. Also, if if you're interested, we are currently taking submissions for our 2020 retrospective. So in two weeks, we're going to be kind of going over, looking back at this year, at what we've enjoyed, and also looking forward to the next year. So if you have any fun stories about Final Fantasy this year, did you finally try final fantasy 14 for the first time if you finally beat that final fantasy you've been working your way through for years just anything like that anything fun did you get a cool moogle plushie just let us know we'll read it out on the show in a couple weeks just a reminder also we are not going to have a full episode next week it is the christmas holiday and we are going to be taking that week off just because i there's too much going on i don't think i would be able to edit it and get my daughter's christmas presents wrapped <laughs> so we will be taking that week off, but coming back the following week for our 2020 retrospective. And uh, some some fun stuff coming up for the next couple months early for this podcast, I think, next year as well. So is there anything else, Soloist, that you've got? I'm all done. All right. Well, with that, great discussion as always. And uh, we'll see. Well, I'll see you later, and we'll talk to you later. 
Peace out.